0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, uh, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. A beautiful Sunshine Meadows equestrian village. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, We're in full swing in the equestrian season. Everybody's looking forward forward to the spring and the summer um, shows and meets and racing and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and uh, he said puff Tony Phil uh, actually saw a shadow, so there's six more weeks of winter they're telling us, but it hadn't been a bad winter you know uh, for us too much, so you know we're looking forward to a good winter um, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about um uh, a lot of uh, things on two different areas, pretty much, and that's the show horse industry. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, thoroughbreds and how they get there for the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Uh, we're going to talk about the thoroughbred incentive program, what happens to uh, horses after they got through ra- get through racing and, and, you know, where they go. And, and that's kind of exciting in itself, just, just what we're going to talk about there. but. Um, to show you, there's a lot of things out here that uh, people don't really understand uh, about the, the horse industry. Um, it's getting better and better. We have the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. that's just, it's a phenomenal. It's the Disney World for for the equestrian industry. Unbelievable what they have there. Uh, we have new owners at the um, uh, Winter Equestrian Festival, WEF, uh, at uh, Wellington. Uh, we have uh, Tryon in North Carolina that's going great guns. Uh, Parker, Colorado looks like they're going to have a good season. Thermal California is having a good season. Uh, you know, it's just getting better and better. And the and, and, um, show horse industry is is increasing in size. Uh, and, and one of the reasons that, that they're increasing in size are things like we just said about uh, Tryon, Wellington, uh, You know, in the different uh, show venues, they're getting better. It's more of an entertainment centers now, as well as, you know, uh, equestrian competitions. Uh, For example, the Longines Global Champions Tour, that starts uh, April 12th through the 15th uh, in Miami Beach. Um, Then they go to Mexico City the 20th through the 23rd. So, you know, it's a worldwide uh, phenomenon, the horse industry is. It's just unbelievable uh, where they're showing and and how they're showing and and we're now getting into the television to the radio aspect of it uh radio is doing real good for the thoroughbreds um it's getting it's getting bigger and better every every year and so you know we're, that's why we're getting into what we're getting into and one of the things that um that I was just stunned by this morning uh when I got up and I checked my emails. Um, we're looking at um, the Thoroughbred incentive program, and which ties into the show horse program, and so uh, you know I, I knew uh, I'm aware of it, and I know people that are involved in it, and, and I was just I was just uh, taken back today about how many uh, shows that they're getting ready to have uh, across the country. Um, you know, I, I said I looked at it. Uh, We've got 98 shows just here in Florida alone this year. Um, In Maryland, uh, we've got 121 uh, in Maryland. Uh, You know, that's just amazing to see this kind of, um, you know, participation uh, for horses that are coming off the track. And and every year it gets bigger and better and just, you know, you, you just can't explain it. You just cannot explain it. Uh, about the hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of horses that we have now um, in in this program. And, uh, you know, I I was just talking the other day to some uh, people here that normally uh, are buying uh, warm bloods. Uh, uh, They're buying from all over the world, and they started getting into the thoroughbreds, And they found out that the thoroughbreds are really doing a a good job, um, you know, on the show circuit. And and the thing that, um, uh, you know, they were complaining about is that when they go to a show, for example, they might have a thoroughbred incentive uh, program, a tip program, uh, our class um, that, that's there. And so, you know, I, I got to thinking, I said, you know, we need to start doing thoroughbred shows only to where they're not competing against, you know, the, the general show horse population. Create their own niche. And that's what they've done. Uh, the Jockey Club Thoroughbred uh, incentive program announced uh, that it has approved more than 6,700 awards and classes at more than 1,400 shows in 43 states, including six Canadian provinces. That's an awful lot. That's 1,400 shows for the Thoroughbreds, 43 states. In six canadian provinces it's just it's just you know when you think about it just think of all the people that are going to work that'll be going to the uh you know through these tip shows and it's expanding uh the show horse industry uh they've got their own niche the thoroughbreds do now and so uh you know they don't have to get into the shows and get covered up or you know, try to fit their ways in because the show horse industry already has enough show horses, uh, you know, on their own with USEF and FEI and they're top quality everywhere you go from the smallest to the, uh, to the biggest. And that's what we were looking at, um, you know, when we started talking about the tip program and, and what happens to horses. And we'll go into that, uh, later on in the spring. Uh, we're following a couple of horses that have just recently retired from the racetrack. And they're going to um uh go through the process of learning uh how to uh show uh the different lifestyle it's a little bit slower pace and and, and it's hard for them to come down from being you know fit and, and ready to run you know races into showing and relaxing and and they really enjoy it and they really enjoy it so we're going to be talking with a couple of riders and trainers uh that have um Given their horses over to the tip program, and a lot of the big uh, farms, the thoroughbred farms now, whenever they retire their horses, uh, they retire them to good tip programs, and, and they and some have even actually created stables uh, for their thoroughbred farm uh, on the show horse circuit. So we'll talk about that and everything. That'll be down the road uh, when we get there. I want to get to something here real quick that uh, we always have to think about is the weather. Um, if you go to our website, uh, tv.org you can see the weather channel, and you can stay up uh, to date on all the weather all throughout the country and throughout the world, wherever you might be taking your horses to. And today, um, if you would have got on there, you could see that Aqueduct Racing has canceled uh, their racing for uh, February 3rd and 4th due to weather. Uh, the inclement uh, conditions that they're going to have there, uh, they're expecting uh, high winds. Uh, they're expecting, um well, actually, 37-mile-an-hour winds is what they're saying, and um, the temperature's going to be between 0 and 10 degrees on Friday and Saturday. So, um, you know, we're taking the safety of the horses into consideration and all the people, and so Aqueduct has canceled their racing for the, uh, Friday and Saturday, but they'll they resume next week. So it's always uh, safety first for the horses. Then um we got to looking at today... Uh, some things that uh, uh that I was really amazed at and, and well we're gonna announce this on next week's show. Uh, we have uh some people coming on that have developed uh quite a few things They're they're equestrians they' are equestrians of all breeds, and they have developed a um, app that you can get it's a a, a computer program. Um, that you can uh list the information of your horses in and you can uh, and what I like about it is and specifically what we're gonna talk about next week is is the medication program. And you can do uh feed and you can do everything but we're gonna in particular talk about medication because medication has become a real important part and become uh for a lot of trainers. Uh a lot of trainers have gotten uh tested positive from certain medications and you know they thought that they were in, in the uh the window that they could give the medication and they weren't. Well well the app that we're talking about, what it will be is you put your information into the app and then uh it and it tells you that you can give a certain medication so many hours away from the show or so many hours away from racing. Uh, and in order for you to be legal according to the state's regulations, and what I like about the app is, is um, you can go to each state and it tells you what is what is allowed and what it isn't. It gives you the rules and regulations for that state, and you can put your information into it. And when the app uh, kicks it up, back the information to you, you know exactly uh, you know what time you can give the medication, how much you can give. Uh, what's allowed what's not allowed um, you know and it and it, all these things are being looked at and uh, so far um f e i and USEF and the thoroughbred and Standardbred industry have all uh seemed to accept it and once we get the or they get the approval on that uh, it's going to help help the uh help the um the horsemen quite a bit. Uh, it's going to keep them in regulation and keep them in line, and and it's just another way of uh, policing uh, the medication industry and the equine business, and that that'll be nice because uh, uh, for many years we had a lot of people say, oh well, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, or or you know, the event got uh, the medication to us late, uh, you know, that type of thing, and so that's what we're looking at is. Uh, uh, talking to the people that have developed the app and exactly what they do in, in the uh, equine business. And, and it's it's a cutting edge. Um, you know, when you're talking about the show horse industry, uh, the thoroughbred, uh, the standard bred, the quarter horse industry, uh, you're talking about a universal program that can fit any breed, kind of like we do here at uh, the International Equine Network. Uh, we try to cover all breeds. and uh, so I'm gonna okay, okay, just keep keep going keep we're gonna keep going here and doing what we can do um you know here uh on here, so I'm excited about it um we're trying to do a little bit of everything here uh, so now we're gonna start into our thoroughbred segment here uh what we're doing is uh we're taking a look at things uh and why the thoroughbred business is gaining. Uh, popularity more so than it has for, in the past. And I'm going to use, uh, Keeneland, uh, the 2023 spring, uh, meet state schedule at Keeneland, um, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and they're, they're bringing, uh, they're bringing a lot of things, uh, to a short meet, limited meet that they have there. It's 30 day plus meet. Um, and, and, and same as Saratoga and Del Mar, that, that's the way the trend is. Everything is trending back towards uh, the meat, making the meat something uh, you know, special, uh, making it a destination week. And, and, for example, like at Keenum this spring, um, when we get into the spring meet, we've got the three-day Rolex, we've got polo, uh, we've got uh, all kinds of things going on at the Kentucky Horse Park in the month of April. And then we have uh, Keeneland racing in the month of April. So, you know, you're looking at a great equestrian destination because you literally will be able to see any and all types of uh, of, uh, horse racing uh, at uh, Lexington in April and horse shows. And the reason that uh, the quality of the horses are getting to the point that they're the best in the country going to these meets and we're, like I so said, we're taking Kingland, for example. Uh, Kingland, uh, we have the $600,000 uh, Central Bank Ashland stakes. That's on April 7th. And then we have the $1 million Bluegrass stakes. That's all on the 7th and 8th of, um, of uh, April. Uh, you know, so it, it's a it's a loaded program. And the whole Kingland meet goes through there every weekend. You're looking at races that total... Uh, you know four five hundred thousand dollars uh they're they're on the grass they're on the dirt uh you name it, they've got it, and, and that's what's making our industry go because you're getting good quality races, and the quality races that you're getting draws the people and, and when you draw the people, you draw the horses, and you know it's fantastic. The show horse industry is great you can't you can't beat it um, you know and, and you don't have to be. Uh, a a horse uh, uh, expert to watch it It, it's good for the eye and everything and and we're going to ask we got uh, Arlie on with us and we're going to ask her how she uh, uh, shows in the show horses and what got her into it and why we should come out and see her ride Arlie welcome to the show
1: thank you thank you guys for having me
0: oh good glad to have you well, how did you get into the into the show horse business?
1: Well, that's 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 always a, a bit of a complicated question, and everybody's kind of got their background story. Um, I started as a kid riding, uh, you know, local pony club, eventing, all that, um, and just as I grew, one thing led to another, and I got more into the into the bigger jumping. I really like jumping, jumping high, and and I love the competition of, of the, the sport horse competition of, of jumpers, uh, so that became my specialty, and I studied business in school, but I always start, kept riding, and when I knew when I graduated from school that I was going to continue to, to ride and become professional, and that's where I am. Well,
0: oh, that, that's fantastic. Now, uh, when you were in school, where did you go to school at? Did they have an equine program?
1: They did. It was Michigan State, but to be honest, the equine program there is not uh, like on par with the other NCAA sports. I did not ride in college. I just studied because um, I knew coming out of college I would go back to, to, to riding and becoming professional and, and starting to compete right. bigger and showing national and then international.
0: Right. Now, when you, when you, When's your next show? Uh, are you traveling the United States or pretty much here in South Florida for the, for the season?
1: For the winter, the biggest event in the world is in Wellington. So I spend the winter competing in Wellington. Uh, we have three, four, and five-star shows here all winter. Um, it's just it's by far the biggest in the world. Uh, we get the best in the world here. We have top facilities here and uh, spectators, everything here, all the infrastructure for it. Uh, so we, I stay here until the summer. I will go to Europe again in the summer.
0: Okay. Now, where do you ride at in Europe?
1: i base based out of France, near Paris, and uh, we show mostly uh, France, Belgium, Holland, uh, a bit of Germany. It went to Slovakia, Switzerland, and Italy. And this year we'll, go oh, to well, we'll do England.
0: You get a few miles on, uh, under that saddle then, don't you?
1: You know, uh, frequent riders. <laughs>
0: but what, what's the, what's the uh, best competition that you've ever participated in?
1: That's also a tough question because to say the best is because of the facility. A little bit of my results always have a little bit of influence on what I think is my favorite competition. One Mm -hmm. of my favorites, though, has always been uh, Paris. We do a show in Paris under the Eiffel Tower, and it's a really special show. You get the local, you know, crowd that is, you know, very um, horse savvy or horse friendly, I should say. And then the right. VIP tent is like Wimbledon, you know, the movie stars and all the people. Right. And uh, that's a really special event. Uh, the people really, really like it. The stands are always packed. And it, it's right, you know, in in what, what is a, a very big uh, world, world-renowned world monument, you know.
0: Right, right. Now, now, uh, have you ever been involved with the uh, Global Champions Tour?
1: Yes, the show we do in Paris is Global Champions Tour.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's an amazing uh, series of shows, and, and we're really uh, working with that. And I, I worked out a deal that we can uh, will broadcast um, uh, their programming on our on our website and on our network. Um, they're really oh, great fantastic. to work with and unbelievable. That are. Miami yeah, show uh, I've seen is just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. We have, we're going to do that show yeah. this year again. We have no complaints. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know, a lot of our our, uh, people that we uh, try to get on on the programming uh, to watch us, uh, they're not real um, horse educated, and I try to explain to a lot of them that you just don't uh, take a show horse and and go out and train, you know, uh, for two months, three months, or six months like a thoroughbred. And then go race uh, and show. it takes many years to to build these horses up to where you're at with them. How long has it taken you to and how old is your horse?
1: Oh, well, I ride several horses in fact, um, but the horses usually peak, I would say in our sport, sometime around twelve to fifteen. If you see you, you know top horses they are usually uh, ideally twelve to fifteen. Now horses can peak earlier. Um, or later, but usually the twelve to fifteen mark is is the horse in the peak of their career because you know show horses are different from the race horses in that they they the race horses race uh, they follow the race line and they they have to be the fastest thing on four legs and they they steer a bit different like ours steer a bit different you know uh, we have to be able to shorten, lengthen, bound and leap, sometimes come back, sometimes turn fast. Um, the good thing about when you watch, like, uh, the Wellington shows, also the Traverse City uh, Great Lakes Equestrian Festival, they do a great show up there in the summertime here. Um, I often participate in that as well. And mm-hmm. um, the, the Global Champions Tour is that the announcers, the people that are um, doing the live streaming, the, la- the, the broadcasters for the live streaming, they're horse savvy, right. but they're also television savvy. So the way that they right. explain things as you're going I have a lot of friends that don't ride, you know, aren't riders or horse people at all, but they like to watch and they can understand a bit of how mm-hmm. it goes from what the commentators are saying, you know. Right.
0: Right. So that's well, that's helpful. what we're trying to do here, is educate people about the business and get them excited about it. And you know, I, I I'm out here at Sunshine Meadows Equestrian Village and and you know, I've seen you ride out here and the people that we have and what I like about the industry As you know, uh, as well as I do here, we have the little kids from, you know, five, six years old and and up, you know, that are are riding. And, and, you know, that's what I I get excited about is to see the riders grow over the years. Now, was there anything, when when did you realize that you wanted to do this, you know, for a living as as opposed to just recreational or as a hobby?
1: Um, I mean, I've always been obsessed with horses. Um, My parents were supportive in that they always said, chase your dreams and work hard, but they weren't supportive in the way of saying, we're going to buy you a horse um, or Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So I knew if I wanted to ride, you know, they said, we encourage you to ride, to do what you can to ride. They're not horse people. Um, But I knew I had to do something to be able to ride. So basically I'm professional so that I can ride. Um, Right. I've studied to become very good at it. I've worked uh, in, in my younger years. I worked so much harder than I could ever imagine working now. Um, you know, it's, it's a different work ethic when you really need to make it. The horses don't know uh, when there's a competition. They don't know when they're expensive. They don't know when they uh, need shoes. They don't know any of that. You have to be responsible for all of that and how they're feeling and if they're nervous and if they're, fit enough. I and mean, we have to be conscious of all of that. We have to learn to think like the horses do, to treat the horses like the athletes that they are. Sometimes it's backing off, sometimes it's putting pressure, sometimes it's training, sometimes it's just going on a trail ride and having fun. Which is the nice thing about Sunshine Meadows where you know, where you and I work is, is that we have those trail networks and a track and, and places mm. to work the horses so they're not just bored in the show ring. You know, it's not always the figure skaters don't always do their same exact routine. You know, they cross train and and all of that, and right. they learn dance and choreography.
0: The horses are a bit the same way for sport. Well, Brandon got me in trouble today out here. We, we started redoing the, the, uh, the water system for all the rings and for the Grand Prix rings and, and everything. So it, right. it was interesting, you know, to, to see what happened. And if we do have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people out here. Are, are you satisfied with training at any particular place, like when you go to Paris? What is, are the facilities yeah. like? Is it a big, uh, a big place?
1: Well, I have a business partner there that has a private farm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's very lovely, and it's huge. They actually also have trotters there at the farm. It's in uh, Chamon. It's really a well-known place for trotting horses. Um, so we oh, have a yeah. big Euro track in the forest, yeah, and um, yeah. the farm is huge. It's 100 stalls. We, we don't have many trotters there anymore, just uh, some of his old family right. friends. But um, yeah. it's a fantastic place to work out of a huge outdoor ring, a huge indoor ring. The main thing always is to have space to ride, you know, space to ride the horses versus right. the horses have big stalls. Um, yeah. There's a lot of space to ride on the property and also off the property, which is nice.
0: Right. Well, you know, one of the things that, um, that I always – I flew horses for about eight years uh, all around the world – and and it's kind of interesting, you know, to do. Now, when your horses leave here, do they do they uh, adjust fairly quickly uh, when they go back to Europe?
1: Yeah, they they can get right at it pretty quickly. I usually give them a little bit of you know a week or two to acclimate before going to a competition. But if they had to step off the plane and go to a competition, they would be totally fine. They nine right. nine and a half times out of ten, they travel perfectly fine.
0: Oh, that that's great. That's great. Well, you know, uh, I hope we can have you on the show down the road some more, you know, and keep following you. We'll follow you through your, uh, you know, your season if you don't mind and touch base with you every not now and all. then. It, it a- and do butter. that because, um, you know, it's people like you uh, that make Sunshine Meadows, uh, you know, a good place to come to. And I don't know whether you realized it or not, but see, you're, you're one of the people that have created here. Uh, the path uh, uh, to the show rings. And like I always tell Trish and and, uh, Jane and them, um, that's the path uh, of past, present, and future champions that you guys are on. And you're one of the persons that have created all those here. You know, and we sure thank you for it. And everything. And then there's one other question uh, that I I want to know. Um, I talked to Brandon on a couple of things, and we need to get a DJ for a show yeah. uh, horse horse event, we're going to have. Do you know where we could find one? Yeah, uh,
1: myself and my boyfriend are both professional DJs.
0: <laughs> yeah, Brandon was telling me about that today, and everything, <laughs> and 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 there's a lot more to you than meets the eye, that's for sure. You know, and, and, yeah, okay. and, and so now now see your worth to us is even more valuable, you know. Now. <laughs> so do you get a lot of equestrian events that you do, or anything?
1: Uh, my boyfriend does more because he he's not a horse person. He's actually a, a very, very good IT guy. Um, uh-huh. and he really loves to do the DJs as well. So I've had a few, uh-huh. a few shows that have asked me if it would be okay to call to, 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 to spin there. And I said, I can't because I'm showing and I'm traveling. But I said, maybe he can. Yeah. So he went up to Traverse City yeah. for a few weeks in the fall. Um, I know they yeah. want him to come back this summer. So, yeah, we definitely get a yeah. lot of requests for events. We've done a, few, uh, we've done a lot of charity events. Um, yeah. Do, now, do yeah. you do
0: any uh, uh, DJing in Europe?
1: Not so much uh, at the shows and stuff because I don't like to take my my big equipment, you know, up there. Uh-huh. But uh, we do, right. do everywhere we go. We do play a set. We have some people that follow us online on a on a platform called Twitch. Um, uh uh-huh. And we've got about five hundred people that follow us. So everywhere if we're playing, uh, we we played in Switzerland uh, when we were there for the week um, up in the mountains. So we we put a. An ad out for the stream, and we had a bunch of people watching uh-huh. uh, us do it there. Right. Um So yeah, when wow. we travel, we do a little bit of that, but it's yeah. mostly on the live stream for our fans and in Parasite yeah. some people that will come out for the for the stream. Yeah. But um okay. it's a lot online. Well, so. yeah,
0: that's great. Well, what I'll do is I don't I don't have I get a lot of people on my website and, and the radio sure. show. I, you know, it, it's growing. You know, potentially, but what I'll do is I'll put a sure. link on my website. You know, so they can come to you and follow you and, and see all the things that, uh, you're doing. If you don't mind, we'll do that. I'll get with you and we'll do that. Don't mind at all. And everything. Yeah. But it, but it's so good to have people like you out here. And, and that's what I tell Brandon and the owner here. I said, you know, we need to, you know, know our people and, and I know a lot more about you, you know, uh, out here now. And, and it really makes me feel good to know, you know, that we've got this kind of, Uh, horse people out here. This is what the industry is all about, and I sure thank you for being on the show today.
1: My pleasure. Anything you guys need, you know where to find me.
0: You got it. Have a good afternoon.
1: Thank you, sir. You too. Take it easy. Uh, Bye now. Bye.
0: Okay, that was Arlie. Arlie's an excellent rider, and I I must say uh, she's a better person than she is a rider, and she's a great rider. So that just of the kind of people that we have here in the show industry and where they come from and what they do and how they do it, where they're going. So uh, just tune in with us, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what Arlie's doing and where she's winning at. Um, we'll keep on on, on that uh, trail right there. Now we're going to jump back over to the um, thoroughbreds. Um, and, again, uh, like uh, Arlie was talking about, Wellington and and the shows and, and how they attract the big riders and everything there. Gulfstream Park uh, just recently had uh, a great weekend, uh, January the 28th uh, weekend that they had. And it, it was an amazing day uh, there. It's the Pegasus Day. And it's uh, just uh, graded races after one after the other. A lot of money is being given away. And, and a lot of trainers point. Towards, uh, different things, uh, that they go for. Uh, for example, uh, uh the biggest go for, as we call it, um, are like the Keenan spring meet, uh, the Delmar spring and fall meet. Uh, you look at Saratoga, uh, their summer meet, um, the Churchill spring meet and fall meet. And then you look at, uh, the winter uh, meets. And probably one of the best winter meets that you have is uh, at Gulfstream Park in Santa Anita uh, in California. And so um, Gulfstream uh, starts off the uh, season pretty good. Um, A lot of trainers point for these um, races, and it kind of gets your horse uh, uh, schooled and educated on uh, where he's at and where he's going and what he has to do. and, And it's a lot of money. And then that way that'll carry you right on through the summer up into the fall again. And so like at Gulfstream, um, on Saturday, uh, the 28th of January, uh, one of the races that they had um, was the Fred W. Hooper uh, uh, stakes. Um, it's uh, going one mile on the dirt. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, it was 150,000 for four-year-olds and upwards. And, uh, it attracted a field of 13 and it, it was, uh, really good. Uh, Mike Maker won, won the race, uh, was endorsed. Uh, he was, he was a good horse, uh, and trained well over the, over the, uh, over the fall and, and, and into the winter. Uh, so, you know, that, that really started kind of things off there. Um, you know, Mike Maker's a great, a great, uh, trainer. Uh you know, he, he's everywhere now, he's getting better, better and better. Uh, you know, so I I just really um you know, admire these trainers how they have to pre plan everything. Uh, you know. <laughs> and, and again, if we go back to our planning period, you know, like I'm always talking about, uh, you know, when they get out here to um you know, to the horse business and it takes a lot of uh wherewithal and, as they say, uh, and, and how to get, you know, a horse there. And, and it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, uh, you know, to see all this. We had another, uh, Pegasus World Cup. It was a Philly and Mare Turf invitational. Uh, it's a $500,000, uh, race. Um, it's going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Um, again, you know, you come back and look at 11 horse field and that's good when you start getting those big fields because it makes it interesting for the, uh, viewers and for everybody to uh look at and if you come to our website you'll catch all the races uh uh, that are are going on all the big races racing across america and and throughout europe you'll see them all live on our website and everything we give you the right link to it and sometimes we'll have um interviews uh, with trainers and owners uh uh, we're stepping that up and everything so it's good but thursdays are the days that we kind of start telling you about these things um but uh this philly this and turf mayor four-year-olds and up going a mile on the 16th let me tell you it was a wicked race um i i was really impre- impressed with it. michael mccarthy won the race and uh he'd been training this horse all year long uh got right into it and uh she came up um it was uh uh I, I tell you i i didn't think she was going to be that good the queen goddess proved everybody uh different with louis saez and when saez came off of it said she's ready to go so we'll be seeing her uh, later on in the meet uh, again at Gulfstream, stream and we'll be seeing her uh, for sure down at Keeneland and churchill uh when, when everything comes along uh you know we'll have that uh you know on, on our programming, and then. Uh, the the one race that I I was really just stunned, it just stunned me. And of course, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big race. Uh, it, it was a million dollar race. Um, it was uh, they were on the turf. They were going a mile and an eighth uh, uh, on the turf, and it was for um, four year olds and upward. And, and it, this race, it, it, it's one of the races that I tell you, it could have been anybody in this race there wasn't a horse in this race that couldn't win it and Mike maker uh he won the race uh with a horse called Atone Tone uh had trained good all year long kind of hiding in the uh you know out here and there and uh, but he and Mike got him there and that that was really a a, a sight to behold uh that that race I mean the, the competition was evenly matched and and I was uh I was impressed and that's, it's hard to impress me uh, a lot of times. And then we had, um, down at Oakland Park, we, uh, uh had some good races there. Um, uh, and then we had, um, back to Gulfstream real quick. I forgot about it on this race. Uh, it was a $3 million, uh, Pegasus World, uh, Cup. Uh, it was going a mile and, and an eighth, uh, for four year olds and up. It was a $3 million purse. And this, this race, I tell you, there was no doubt in my mind about um, Billy Mott. Billy Mott had a horse in there that, that was just, I mean, this, this was a monster horse when you looked at him, and you looked at his past and everything. Art Collector was his name, and uh, he, he he just, he, he won the race by four and a half lengths. And I, I was just really impressed. It's probably the best race I've seen in the last year he 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 just came from nowhere and and you'll be seeing him again uh um here coming up uh, either Gulfstream or maybe going over to Dubai and see him and you know? also so now um we've kind of rambled over that and and everything stumbled over that and everything so uh now we're getting into the the real good stuff um we're getting into the how they get there you know. Of trainers that we're following on how they get there. It's uh, about the 2023 Kentucky Derby uh, that's coming up. Um, You know, we're going to tell you exactly how uh, uh, these horses get uh, to the Derby. And there's going to be a lot of information on there. You're going to go behind the scenes with uh, the owners, you're going to go behind the scenes with the trainers, um, the feed companies, the transportation companies. Uh, you're going to see exactly what it's like, uh, to go, uh, on the backside and follow these horses around, uh, to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's just going to be an amazing, uh, documentary. And uh, every week, if you call in, um, you know, to, to our number, to the 323-744-4828, uh, you know, we'll give you, we'll give a Kentucky Derby glass for the 2023 away to the, to the first caller that calls in. And then that way they can participate and follow us all year long. So on how they get there, uh, there's a series of, uh, Kentucky Derby prep races that they do, uh, the, so that you can qualify for the Kentucky Derby. It's the first Saturday in May. And it's just amazing, uh, that, uh, you know, the amount of horses that are there. Uh, right now we're currently following 39 different horses uh that uh, that are going through here uh, uh to try to get to the Kentucky Derby and there's a series of races that you have to go through 26 in all that you have to go through and we've had quite a few of them already so we're down to uh getting down to uh, uh you know you got to start getting your points in now and if you don't get your points in then you might not get in the derby you might have a good horse but if you don't have the uh, horse the, the points to get in uh, you're gonna be in doggone trouble for sure because they're not gonna uh uh let anybody in without having the points. That's the point of that message and everything. So now we're we're gonna talk about um uh, the Derby dozen. Uh the Derby dozen uh is uh come out comes out uh every week and they, they kind of talk about the champions and then past uh, races and who's won and everything. And right now at the top of the pole, uh, we're looking at, at a horse named Forte. Uh the owner is Repole Stable and uh uh trainer is Todd Pletcher. And uh he's the he's the one that we're uh we're following this year and and our uh how they get there, we're focusing on him and what he's done and how he's done it. Over the years, he was uh, Eclipse Trainer of the Year in uh, nineteen and twenty twenty two. He had three uh, divisional champions that were Eclipse Award winner, and he earned thirty point eight million dollars uh, over the year twenty twenty two. And had multiple stake wins and graded stake wins. Uh, he's just unbelievable, and already we're already thirty days in, uh you know or so into the season uh, here and uh he he's earned oh a million three a million three i think it is so far uh this year that he's earned and so he's he's consistent with what he does but forte has already scored forty forty points uh he's earned a million five hundred and forty four thousand dollars um for uh todd uh he he's just uh, right there instant coffee has thirty two points curly jack has seventeen. Uh, blazing, uh, seven's got 16, uh, and, and then there's a, a multitude of horses that are between eight and 16 points, you know, coming into the derby. And so you have to really start planning out where you're going with the, with the horses, uh, the races that you're going to run, uh, you know, uh, and that's very important, you know, to do now. And like we were talking about before in previous shows, uh, we're talking about all the things that go into it. You know uh, what the owner has to go through, and the trainer has to go through, and what you got to think about, and everything. And today was a good example uh, of being prepared uh, for what you need to do. Um, Aqueduct uh, Racetrack in New York has canceled racing for tomorrow and the next day. So now, you know, we're, we're sitting here thinking, like, oh my goodness, you know, what's going to happen now with, um, you know, with the races that are coming up, and. You know, you gotta plan for it. You gotta make adjustments. And that's what we're trying to, you know, figure out. You know, what, what we can do and how they can do it. Now, for example, uh, to, uh, to, uh, Saturday, the 4th, we have, um, cancellation at, uh, uh, Aqueduct. And that cancellation has really thrown the points, uh, division and up, uh, because on the 4th, we were going to have the Wither States, a uh, traditional uh, race that's always run at Belmont, but it's at uh, due to renovation of Belmont. They have to run it at, at um, Aqueduct. And now you've got six horses that aren't going to be able to run Saturday. They've been pointed towards this race um, to get derby points, and now they can't run. The weather got them. The weather got him, so, you know, that's a mile and an eighth on a dirt, $250,000, and you're not going to get any any um, derby points. So now, you know, the trainer has to say, where am I going to go at next? So he's got to grab his sheet out and look and see where he can get them get him to and, and, and go from there. And it's all about everything. You know, you've always got to change something. Um, a horse can get a, uh, a foot bruise. Uh, he could get sick. Uh, the weather, like the weather's changed now. What are they gonna do? You know, they're they're scrambling now because all the races that are set out for here until the Derby, which is uh, you know, is literally uh three months away, uh, you know, for them, uh they gotta they gotta change everything. And when you change everything, you get out of the rhythm and you know, you don't know how the horse are gonna deal with it. Uh, you know, it it's a tough start, you know, for them. And I guarantee you one thing. I bet you they wish that they were uh, uh, in the programs uh, in the races at uh, Gulfstream and Santa Anita because we know that it's going to be, uh, you know, good weather pretty much there. Rain you might have to deal with, but, you know, it's going to be pretty pretty good. Um, they have the uh, $200,000 Robert B. Lewis stakes uh, at Santa Anita on, on the 4th. Uh, the uh, post time will be 4 o'clock Eastern time. It's a $200,000 added going uh, a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. And this race is going to bring a lot of uh, questions up. There's only four horses in the race, and they're all trained by Bob Baffert. And as you know, if you're a thoroughbred man and you're following the thoroughbred industry, um, th- now this is a Derby Point race. James, Derby Point's out of this, out of these four. But if you follow the industry and you follow the horses, you know that Bob Baffert's not going to be able to run in the 2023 Kentucky Derby. He's still under, he's still under jurisdiction of a ruling from the court of a medication violation. And he will not be allowed to run in the 2023 Kentucky Derby. And he has to transfer all of his horses, uh, owners to, uh, other trainers by February 28th is what the last report that we had was. So it's going to be interesting. You know, what's going to happen with these horses? Are they going to continue training, uh, you know, on for the Kentucky Derby? Will they go to a new trainer? Uh, You know, how's that going to work out? You know, uh, you got uh, four horses here that all have derby points guaranteed. All you got to do is finish the race, uh, you know, and, and then they go from there. So that's another setback, you know, for for an owner and his horse. What do you do? It, it's weather or is it the trainer? You know, it, it could be just about anything. But you have to incorporate in this all your contingency plans. And in and, and the other race, I had three races uh, coming up this weekend. Is um, the Holy Bull Stakes? Um, it's a two hundred fifty thousand uh, added at Gulf Street Park for three year olds, and they're going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. And they they got a good, they got a good field here uh, for It's not too big, not too small. It's an eight-horse field. Um, we got uh, Billy Mott's got a real nice horse called Shadow Dragon in uh, there. Uh, he's got another one called Rocket Can. Um, you know, he, he's, he's right on top of the Billy's sitting in his stride now, and, and he deserves it. He's a great horseman, uh, first-class uh, horseman. Uh, all the way through he's just really unbelievable you know what he does and i like to see him really win, win a lot of races but you know again you know we're we're looking we're looking at uh a nice race here good weather uh it's a good race for your uh, horse it's february 4th and we're looking at um three months away from the kentucky derby and it's a saturday race uh so it falls right into the training, uh, you know, uh, regiment that that they have them in. Unlike at Aqueduct, your regiment has to change, and you got to start looking at races, you know, down the road and, and see what, see where they're at. Um, another uh, uh, thing that we were talking about, you know, four Ks leading the race with um you know, the 40 points, and then um, Bob Baffert's got a horse, uh, Arabian Night. Um, he, he's a great horse. He, he's really good. He's a 2.3 million dollar uh, purchase as a juvenile, and um, he, he's second in the Derby. Doesn't you know? But with Bob being in a, in a situation that he's in, this horse is going to be have to have to be transferred to another person if he wants to run him in the Derby, you know. And, and I don't see anybody uh, not saying, "Oh, well, you know, uh, I like my trainer more than I do going to the Derby." You know that's not gonna happen, you know that's not gonna happen and all. also um you know it's gonna be interesting to see what's coming up with these horses uh coming down the road uh we got uh, like I said those three coming coming up and then we got uh every Saturday from here on out we're gonna have racing uh you know that have derby derby implications it's gonna have a lot of um a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of shifting and moving around. And, and uh, you know, you can go to our website and you can see, uh, uh, you'll be able to see these uh, three horse, uh three races, uh, Saturday. And then, of course, we uh, always archive them and put them back for uh, uh, for viewing during the week until next week. And then we, we change after that. So, uh, you know, I, I tell you, being in the horse business, you never do, do know what could happen. You know, you never know. You never know. And, and like, like, for example, uh, with Todd, Todd Pletcher. Um, I, I've known Todd for a long time, and I worked with him uh, when he, back in 91 when he came into the Lucas uh, stable. I was working for D. Wayne Lucas. And um, so that's when I first got to meet Todd. And he, he comes from a good family. Uh, his uh, dad, J.J., is really a, a good horseman. Um, his mom, she's the best real estate agent in all of Ocala. Well, she can find you a horse farm or a house or an apartment or whatever you need,
1: uh,
0: anywhere. If you're a horse person, she takes good care of you. But um, uh, Todd's had 85 starts so far this year um, in in about 30 days. He's got 17 firsts, 12 seconds, and 13 thirds and earned $1,134,000. I mean that's just an uh, unbelievable uh, rate, you know, that he's on now. He he got thirty point eight million last year and you know, if you start to multiply it out uh, you know over over the next twelve months, uh, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna be back up around twenty million, uh, you know, or so, maybe even more. Um this year, like I said to him thirty point eight and that's the best he's done uh over the years, uh, since 2000, and I believe, let's see, what was it? It was 2000, oh, and seven, six and seven. He had, a, had some pretty good years where he was up there, you know. Uh, but consistently, he's at right around $20 million a year, uh, you know, in and, and earnings, and, and he's won a lot of good races, and, you know, and he's right at the top of it, and I tell you, you know he, he's going to have he could have two or three horses you know for the Derby this year. Uh, he's got some good horses that are coming a, a different route to the Derby. They're not like Forte that jumped in there won the uh, won the Jockey Club and won the Breeders Cup Juvenile, and, and uh, you know uh, he's just uh, he he's just a whole different horse. Forte is, but he Todd's got some good horses there that are going to be seasoned and and they're getting better as the year goes on and. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what he has, you know, coming out, out of this. Uh, You know, it's going to be pretty pretty interesting. But if you stay in tune with us, you know, at in, uh, in our website or, you know, every Thursday. We'll keep you updated. And, and now uh, we've got a big announcement here today. After six years, I finally decided the official RV for the International Equine Network. The International Equine Network has decided to go with a Keystone Montana 3740 FK fifth wheel. This is an unbelievable, unbelievable RV. It's got a front kitchen on it, and what I like about it is it separates the front kitchen from the living uh, from the living room area, where you have um, you have your slide outs and you have a uh, Couches and you have a theater seating and, and the front kitchen has the dining up front in the front of it. And, and I really like that because you've got a big glass window up there that you can look out, uh, you know, and while you're eating your meals and, and really enjoying it. And it's a good place to sit around and have coffee and just kind of think and, and you can actually work, uh, you know, up there uh, on the table. Uh, it's really nice to have that. Uh, it's got a, a great, um, a great 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 uh bedroom in it and uh you can get a king size bed. Uh standard is a queen but I'm getting a king because I'm I'm a big guy and everything and I need a lot of room. Yeah, it's got a stackable washer and dryer. It's got a 48 by 30 shower in it with a seat in it. Uh it's a separate room. It's got a closed door to it. It's got a good storage facility. Um it's got a good um TV and and the bedroom in there, Uh, you know it's just unbelievable. You know this this it's I I couldn't get more excited about anything than this. Uh, You know so that that's the one that that we decided to go with this year, Uh, and we'll we'll be having that uh, you know on display hopefully by Derby time, if I can get my act together, and uh, get all the right sponsors that we have because we're going to wrap that uh, trailer. Um, with sponsorship and everything because that's what everything's about now in, in the whole industry if you look at uh, the world of uh, equestrian center in ocala if you look at um at uh, uh, Tryon in north carolina uh you look at uh, uh, wellington uh you look out at uh, Thermo california uh parker colorado uh you know traverse city it's all about sponsorships, and, and people are willing to sponsor it because it's such a, a huge industry, and and you get a lot of people out there. and, and For example, like um, one of the people that uh, I've been talking with is John Deere. Uh, John Deere makes a great product. That's what we use here at Sunshine Meadows uh, for our, our our big tractors down to our little, uh, you know, to our little Gators uh, to get us around. And, and it's a, a great project that they have, uh, uh, with uh, everything you need. And the reason we go with, uh, John Deere is because everybody in the horse industry, uh, uses a John Deere product or could use a John Deere product. Uh, and when I say that, I mean from weed eaters to small lawnmowers to, you know, tractors that, uh, you, uh, plow and till fields with and, and raise hay with. And, you know, they've got everything there. You even got nice green John Deere hats that they'll give you, hopefully, if you buy something, and and also, you know, so that's that's kind of like what the theme is uh, here. It's International Equine Network. We like to talk to people. Uh, We like to uh, associate ourselves with people that cover the whole industry and just not part of it, you know. And, And that's what I really like about what we're doing here. We go from the smallest shows to the biggest shows in the world. And so, you know, we'd like for you to call us uh, sometimes, 323-744-4828, or you can call me at 561 466 and you can find out what we're all about. And remember, join us, and, and we'll uh have Arlie back on, and you can find out uh where she's going, if she's in Paris, or if she's at Sunshine Meadows, or if she's in Miami, Uh You know, we'll we'll, uh, let you know what's going on, and we'll stay in touch with her because she could be riding in Miami coming up here, uh, you know, in in April. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, We appreciate Arlie calling. We appreciate everybody at BBS Radio um, taking care of us like they do, and uh, stay in touch. This is Scott Miller. Looking forward to talking with somebody next week if you tune in.